Hey guys, it's Eric. Hey, I just wanted to check in real quick. Um, I realized a few things as we were going through these episodes and want to kind of thank everybody for listening uh, so far. Uh, we're 22 episodes in now. And I realize that we don't uh, we don't ever plug anything at the end of the show. So if you guys wouldn't mind, do you want to follow us on Instagram? It's at New Dad Newer Dad. Um, I am, can be found at, at the Bearded DJ. And Dustin can be found at Dustin underscore O R D P. That's one red door uh, photography. Um, that's about it. I just kind of wanted to plug us, take up some ad time here, and also. Um, ask you guys if, if you wouldn't mind to head over to iTunes and leave a, you know, five stars and, and a review if you're enjoying what you hear. Um, also, you can hit us up on any of those uh, places on, on Instagram and let us know if there's anything that you want to hear. Thanks, guys, and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad. This is episode number 22? 22. No, tw- like 25. No, this is 22. I think it's like 24. It's 22. It should be 23, but it's 22. Um, I'm... You're peaking. Am I peaking? Yeah. That's enough. Is that 15 seconds? Okay, we're good now. Man, that was just stuck in my head. Do you want to explain I sound what that like, was? I sound like garbage right now. I'm really sorry about that to the listeners. Uh, yeah, Eric was playing it at the end of a podcast of some sort, so um, I needed to to have that out of my head. Now I have it out of my head. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, I love the Perfect Strangers theme, mm-hmm. and I love Perfect Strangers it's a great show. That's all that was about. Are you a Larry or a Balky? I'm a Balky for sure. Are you? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely a Balky. You think that I'm Mark Gordon, Mark somebody, Mark, I, what is his name? I forget. That's a, bit, that's a big one. I think you're more of a Larry. I'm a Larry? Yeah. Oh, geez, Louise. Mark Lynn. Baker? Uh, Mark Lynn Baker. Baker, yeah. Mark Lynn Baker, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a Mark Lynn Baker for sure. I mean, I mean, Mark Lynn Baker is probably not a Larry, so saying you're not a Mark Lynn Baker doesn't make any sense. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, but unless you're like 35 or, or older, you probably don't know what Perfect Strangers is. So we should probably just gloss over that. Or we could just, you know, refer people to Netflix. Um, I think it's on Hulu. Hulu. Great. Yeah. yeah, definitely watch Perfect Strangers. And I did start watching it. Sometime in the last year, but I didn't. I didn't keep up with it. Yeah, I did. I, I watched the first couple um, episodes. Same with the Golden Girls. I think I got pretty deep into Golden Girls. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has got me on Parenthood now. No. Yeah. No. no I'm not going to watch that. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Just, I just assume everyone dies. No. Everyone that you love. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so we had an issue, and I don't know if it's a Mandela effect thing or not, but. Like, I think there might be a lost episode. I'm not 100% sure there was a lost episode. I think it was a, contra- a conversation we had. Yeah. Personally, you think it was definitely recorded. I think it was a butterfly effect. Yeah. Not a Mandela effect. No, but that's not the same thing. Mandela. What? I think it's called butterfly no. effect. No. Yeah. The Mandela effect is a thing like um, 
like um, was it Sinbad was never in a movie called Kazam where he was a genie. Oh. And everybody thinks that that was a thing. That's a Mandela effect. Yeah, he was in a movie as a genie. No, he wasn't. Yeah. No, he never was. That's the whole point. Everybody thinks there was, and everybody can picture it in their mind, but it never happened. Yeah. No, it definitely happened. Nope, didn't. So was Shaq. Jack was. Yeah. So was Sinbad. Uh, anyways, so we had this conversation about me taking Quinn to the emergency room and it just being colic. It was a long conversation. I don't know if it was recorded or not, but there's no podcast with that information on it. So if you're listening right now and you know of what Eric is talking about, uh, hit us up on Instagram and make sure that we know that you have heard that no, episode. No, that you're not understanding <laughs> The episode is gone if it was ever recorded. It never got released. I recorded over it or something. No, that, that's that's not possible. I wish it wasn't possible. But In any case. if it was recorded, it is not being released and no one will have ever heard it. Well, why don't we get right into it then today because you, you can kind of recap on that stuff. Sure, you had your own emergency room adventure this week. Yeah, well, why don't you tell us a little bit about... Uh, a couple weeks ago when you <laughs> ended up waking up in the middle of the night and ended up in the ER. The baby wouldn't stop crying. She would just, every time you put her on her back, she would just cry like crazy and scream, and she never did that before. So we called the doctor, and the doctor said to take her to the emergency room. So we did. And when I got there, she was fine. She wasn't crying anymore when you put her on the back. Apparently that is colic. Bo was never colicky as a baby, so we never dealt with it. So you didn't know what it was? So I had no idea that it wasn't an issue. Like, her stomach below her belly button was, like, hard, and she just wouldn't stop crying. Did she, like, fart really big or something after? No, it was just, um, like, they gave us a piece of paper with information about colic and ways to get rid of it, because there's nothing, like, the doctor can do at all. Do you have anti-colic nipples on your bottles? Not on the ones that we use right now. Yeah. But it's the first time it's ever happened, and it's never happened after that. Oh, interesting. But one of the things on the list was putting them in the car seat and going for a drive. So apparently the drive from our house to the emergency room solved the colic. And mm. then I got the bill for it this week, and it was only $800. Nice. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I was in the ER recently. I know I said that. Yeah. I um, I don't want to like call any one specific company out, but um, I'm fairly certain that it might have been a uh, world-famous burrito spot that everybody likes to get burritos at. Uh, that's also a, ki- a type of pepper. And, um, yeah, I ate that on Monday at, like, 1 in the afternoon. And then around, I don't know, it must have been 11 o'clock at night, I started having really bad diarrhea. And then all of a sudden, a half hour later, I started getting, like, really, really cold and really kind of flu-like almost, and it was just like I felt like my stomach was upset and it was jabbing in my stomach, like just pains. I ended up throwing up for four hours straight, and I lost about two gallons of fluids. Um, And as a result, uh, I became really, really dehydrated and ended up becoming so dehydrated that Melissa rushed me to the hospital. I got there, and I was kind of like to the point of almost like hallucinating could not figure out like what where was around me. Now, meanwhile, I'm in the ER by myself because Melissa decided to take Mateo to the pediatric ER because she was afraid I gave him something. Because at that point, we didn't know it was food poisoning. And uh, 
They gave me some anti-nausea medicine, which did not help at all. And um, and I went to the bathroom and hurled more, and then um, and then I told them I kind of I kind of fibbed a little bit. I don't know if you've ever been to the hospital and you just really want to get to the ER like bed, mm-hmm. but um, I told them I was feeling faint, and um, they immediately put me back into a bed, and um, and after looking at my vitals and all that. Uh, it was very apparent that I was dehydrated. They pumped me with three liters of uh, IV fluid, like right away. And um, that made me feel better. But uh, as a result of the dehydration, I became tachycardic and ended up having to sp- spend another day and a half in the uh, in like the internal medicine department, just like regular check-in hospital kind of stuff. Not fun. Not fun at all. No, it doesn't sound like fun. Damn the food poisoning. Oh, I was about to say where you got it from. I'm not going to say, but I'm going to say. Rise with Schmolte. Yeah, pretty much. Because it was the only thing I ate on that day. And and while I was there, actually, I I don't know if I told you this, but I I made fun of myself in my head afterwards. I'm laying in a hospital bed, and I, I thought back to the moment when I was in the restaurant and I was making fun of myself because I saw the guy take his gloved hands as he was preparing rice. And um, he took his gloved hands, poured some ingredients into a big metal bowl, and then stepped behind, tried to hide kind of behind this little area. And he pulled out his cell phone and he texted somebody. Then he texted another person it looked like. And then he put his phone back in his pocket. Then he takes his gloved hands and he sticks and he pours the rice into the big bowl and he takes his hands like this and mixes it around. And I'm going, oh, I'm glad I didn't get that rice. And then I'm thinking to myself <laughs> in the hospital, I'm going, man, I probably got some of that rice. <laughs> Just a different batch. I mean, really. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that's not all he does with the gloves on and tries to hide it. Yeah, and uh, it's just disgusting. People in food service, like I've been, I worked in restaurants for literally like 15 years. So like you don't. I mean, at the time, I guess I was just too immature to think about it. But, like, you're dealing with people's, like, lives sometimes. You're preparing their food. So it's kind of like that's what they ingest. I, I mean, I could have gotten to the point of dehydration if I hadn't taken care of myself and, like, Melissa wasn't there. I'm, I mean, I could have gotten dehydrated to the point of, you know, being seriously, you know, hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's not fun and not cool. And if you work in food service, definitely – Consider your habits with your phone because your phone is dirty. Everybody's phone are, phones are dirty. So that's that. But that's like just one of a million stories that I have from the last week. Oh, good. So I don't want to hog up all the time for myself. Well, we got another one. Oh, yeah. Um, I dealt with. So to this point, breastfeeding poos have been like, okay. Right. We've had a couple blowouts. But. On the heels of my hospital incident, I'll tell you, it has been a very eye-opening week because I had a poo that I had to deal with that was the mother of all poos. It was not fun, Eric. It was not fun. This poo was so bad. How bad was it? This poo was so bad that it just took the fucking cake. I mean, it was unbelievable how bad this poo was. 
There was, he blew out the front and the back. That's how bad this poo was. And then when I finally opened his onesie to see that he had blown out the front and the back, I then had to clean him up. And Melissa was sleeping. So I'm like, Mel, start up the shower. Yeah, it's one of those ones you need help for. Oh, yeah. And um, finally I opened, I got two wipes. I opened his onesie. Um, I found that I, I tried wiping some of him off. Finally got him cleaned up enough where I could feel like I could open the diaper. And that was the biggest mistake. I should have left that diaper on, man. I should have left that diaper on and stuck him in the shower and just let it the poo go all over the shower or something. Because I opened that diaper and I it was the only time I've ever almost vomited on my child. I vomited into my mouth and I, I had to swallow it back down. Was, was this before or after like you already had been vomiting? I had already. This was, I had just gotten back from the hospital like a few days before. I was already sensitive, but I almost vomited on my child. And it was, there was literally like, you know, like a really heavily frosted cake. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but like thin peanut butter, like really liquidy, thin peanut butter. And there must have been an inch of poo in this diaper, like that thick on caked onto his ass. I'm not joking. It was unbelievable how much poo was in this diaper. And Melissa's like, maybe we should upgrade to the number twos. I was like, if it was a number five, it wouldn't matter. This was an unholy amount of poo. Yeah. It was just not right, man. I didn't know that could happen. I mean, I knew it could get bad, but this was like unholy. It was like de- demonic, like just absolutely like, where did this poo come from? Um, it was like a. Oh shoot! No, I can't think of it. Like exorcist. Um, it was like an like exorcist type poo. Possession. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, somebody. Something had possessed my child, and made him poo like this because this was not even right. He didn't have Chipotle, did he? Oh no, he didn't. But Melissa did like. Um, I forget what we had deduced that she had like eaten the day before. She. Uh, oh, I remember. She had drinking the night before, and we were like. I was wondering, like, oh, you know, maybe um, white wine. So you had the wine him... and we had the wine shits. Yeah, maybe you had, like, the, the subsequent wine shits. But overall, I, I mean, I guess we dealt with it. And then we sho- like we had to, like, shower his, his body off. There was so much poo in his belly button, man. It was, like, unbelievable. Oh, it just makes me want to throw up when I think about that diaper, man. The second I open that up, I'll never forget that. It haunts my dreams. It haunts my dreams, man. You know, you should – this is a pro tip – um, I don't know about you and the way you change your diapers, but like when I lift his legs up with the diaper still on, I stick another diaper underneath mm-hmm. and then I leave, I put his legs back down and I leave that diaper underneath there just in case he starts peeing or pooping or whatever. Yeah. And, um, then I can just close it right up. But after this experience, I realized how important it is to have a box of sterile gloves in like, like latex gloves or like vinyl gloves or whatever just in the nursery somewhere, because if that ever happens again, I mean, I'm going full mask, gloves, ha- hazmat suit, kind of like this was just the worst. I'll never, I'll never recover from that. I don't know what to say. I know it's like super traumatic. And then the day after that, he refused to take a bottle. First time ever. That's weird. Maybe he was like, I don't want to no, go through that two again. Days after that, or something like that. It was, yeah, it was just weird. It maybe, was weird. Maybe it was traumatic for him. Um, but I did figure out the 
the bottle thing was he we switched the nipples on his bottle and he didn't like that. Mm. So you're still on number one diapers. Still on number ones, yeah. He's he's transitioning to two, no doubt. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he's he's still only like thirteen pounds. Okay. So I literally have actually um, I I got clearance from Melissa. So we have a package. I'm going to send you a picture today, Eric, so we can post it to our Instagram. We have um, like two dozen packages of number one diapers, and uh, we'd like to go ahead and use them as a giveaway here on New Dad, Newer Dad. And um, I don't know how we'll work that into Instagram, but uh, I do have that. Should be easy enough. Yeah. So it should be like a three-month supply of like... Number one diapers. Mm. Cool. And that's that's kind of the diaper story. So that's two stories we got. Oh, you want more? Oh man, I can give you I can give you stories for days. One of the things that came out of the the whole poo experience was the realization that why is it that they make make diaper genies so small? Yeah, I have a, pr- a major problem with diaper genies. It feels like I'm constantly changing the bags. It's right, the worst. Like, what is that? Like, somebody should make a diaper genie that can hold, like, a week's worth of diapers. And with you have two kids. That's, like, crazy. Like, how do you even deal? You you must be changing them, like, once or twice, you know, you know a, a day, I feel like. It's just like. Well, I'm currently, one of the diaper genies is currently out of bags. I just haven't gone to the store to get more. Um, Because. I went to open one of the refills, mm-hmm. and it came out from the wrong end. And once it comes out from the wrong end, like there's no putting it back. Oh yeah! Like it's just it was it was insane. Like I just had to pull the whole thing out, and now I'm cutting sections of it uh, and tying off both ends. Yeah. Um, but then I have to put them in manually. Like I can't actually use the um, the actual genie part of it. But, anyways, yeah, no, it's. I kind of hate diaper genies, but it's like a necessity. Pretty much. I mean, when mine gets filled up and I don't feel like switching it and it's just like half open, it's not pleasant. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, at this point I'm putting diapers in any receptacle we have. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Or so grabbing, your house just kind of constantly bags. smells like poo. Our, our second floor smells like poo. Yeah. That's not cool. <laughs> Isn't that where you sleep? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we're nose blind to it at this point. It's only when you like leave the house and then come back in, yeah, <laughs> and go upstairs. So I don't know. I mean, I try and keep up with it as much as I can. Well, if there's any inventors out there, invent a diaper genie that's bigger, and you'll make a lot of money. I feel like. Um, I have a uh, a top five list this week that I had that I had to read through because um, I wanted to get I wanted to start Mateo on a jumper. You ever use a jumper? Like a door jam? Yeah. Well, we well, that was the first one because we got one for the, for the um, like the, not the nursery, the shower. Mm-hmm. The shower. We got a jumper for the shower, and it was a door jam one. Yeah, we had a door jam one, but it didn't fit any of our door jams. Oh, yeah. We have really thick door jams, yeah. so like the molding around it. Yeah, ours really were just thick. too high. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I read through this list. We, I mean, it just came today, so I'm excited to kind of give an update um, on the next episode as to how it worked out. Um, 
Although Mate- they Mateo and Melissa leave for Florida tomorrow, so I don't know how that's gonna again. Uh, well, they didn't go to Florida. The, the, the f- mean, first Florida I mean, trip got canceled. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I feel bad for the first time getting canceled, but um, I was because we fly Southwest, so we were able to use the travel funds mm. for another flight. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I like this this door, door jam one. I mean, it was it was pretty solid. I mean, he was, he kind of got the the hang of it, you mm-hmm. know, with like his feet and stuff. Um, you just need thick molding around your door, though, because otherwise there's nothing for it to like grab onto. <laughs> I'm just uh, sorry. I just remembered the first time we tried to actually use the door jam one. We did it at my parents. Yeah, and I was trying to put bow in it, and there, <laughs> like I, I don't know what I was doing. Like I was reaching behind him to like strap him in. Mm-hmm. But he leaned forward, and like he wasn't down far enough, like waited. Oh no! So he just he just, he just flipped over and out. And the first time we tried to use it was literally the last time we even looked at it. Oh wow! It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Do they ever? Do they have? Do you have any? Um, do they use like any ones that are like on the ground? Um, we have a couple walkers. Is that what they're called? Yeah, and and well, and one is just a, like a, in place, and they just can bounce in it. Yeah, yep. that's what I'm talking about. And it has, like, toys around it and shit. Yeah, we haven't pulled those out for Quinn yet. But Bo used them. Bo used them, yeah. How how long do you use those for? At least until they're walking or, or when they, like, first start walking. Like, that's just a way to keep them in place. Yeah. So there's ones that move around then. Yeah, there's walkers. Okay. And those don't have, like, three... They don't have, like, three poles that, like, you... That, like, hold... It's not like a... Like a bounce thing, it's more like a walking, like straight. It's walking more like thing. a like a hammock for them to stand in. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I I should I should. But the stationary jumpers were great for like when we went outside or something. Just put them in the jumper, like on the on the front porch or in the backyard. Right. He just hung out with us while we were out. That's there. kind of what we were doing. We were just cooking dinner last night for St. Patrick's Day. We cooked uh, corned beef and cabbage, by the way, in the instant pot. Mm-hmm. What a freaking awesome corned beef and cabbage that! Yeah, made. I saw Melissa's post. Oh man, it was ridiculously good. I'll have to share that recipe. What um, what age did you start setting up your high chair? It's a good question. I don't know. We um, like Quinn can sit in a high chair now, but like if she leans forward too much, she'll like hunch. Yeah, that's because we. And I only know that because June had to go into the daycare to drop something off that I had forgotten. And she went into to uh, Quinn's classroom, and they had her sitting in a high chair, just like looking around and stuff. Mm. Um, so then we tried it at home, and it worked. And she's what four months? I think with Bo, like looking back at pictures and like my time hop, I think it was around the same time. So like about now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about as long as up. they're secure. Like you yeah, can that, you can strap like... their shoulders in so they don't lean forward or anything. Yeah, I, the one that we got is you know pretty. We got it for the shower as well. I don't know. Yeah. If we got it for and if school. there's if there's a tray in front of it or something, you can put toys on the the tray and like s- the suction about. cup thingy. Yeah, we tried we tried solids for the last couple of weeks, just a few times, mm. and he kind of gets this face that's like he's not really sure what to do with the solid. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know he he kind of like takes it in and then he like you know tastes it, but he doesn't like swallow it. It kind of just like gets like it just moves it moves, around in his moves, mouth. Yeah, and then it just ends up back on his. It's like he's chewing cud. on his shirt. Yeah, it's not pleasant. You're gonna sneeze. 
No, no, that was just a yawn. Edit that one out. <laughs> we, I took Bo to a birthday party last weekend at a rec center with a pool, mm-hmm. indoor pool, and we went swimming like the first hour. And Is this his first time swimming? No. Um, we need to take him to swimming classes, though, because he's, like, he didn't want to go, like, certain places, and he just kind of stuck with me. But um, there's, like, 20, 25 kids at the party. He was the worst kid. The whole time. Worst behaved? Oh, my God. It was so bad. After we got out of the pool and, like, got dressed and went inside to do, like, the lunch mm-hmm. and the cake and all that, literally, there's 20, 25 kids sitting at a table, all of them sitting nicely. Bo didn't want to do that. Even with all those kids, like, It doesn't make him, him the worst. No, and then he's running around. He ran out of the room, like, towards the exit of the building, like, three times. And then he came in and was just running around in circles and kept trying to escape. Luckily, somebody was standing in front of the door and kept stopping him. He wouldn't eat any food until it came to the cake. And then he sat down. He sucks. <laughs> I mean, this, like, this Tuesday thing is the real deal. Sounds like it. And, uh, like, I was having conversations with people at the party, and I realized that there's, like, a couple different kinds of people when you're talking to them about kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just having a conversation about, like, he wasn't eating anything. And I was like, yeah, he, he doesn't, like, he doesn't eat that much. Like, he'll eat when he's hungry, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, like, a conversation in passing. But I could tell that that person was taking it as, like, oh, no, he's not eating. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing something wrong. Yeah. But he's just, he's just eating when he eats. Like, he almost never eats dinner unless it's, like, mac and cheese or something. But they, like, made me feel bad about it. And then I, I was talking to. They shamed you. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, just not shamed, but, like, it was clear that they were, like, concerned about him. Like, we were doing something wrong. Yeah. Then I talked to somebody else that has twin boys that are three and a half years old now. Mm -hmm. And, like, we were just watching Bo run around. I'm like, he's crazy. He's the worst. And and she's like, eh, don't worry about it. He'll be fine. He'll grow out of it. He'll be all right. The twins were crazy, too. How did that that, make you feel? That made me feel much better. So it's kind of like almost as if uh, empathy via not caring and just kind of like glossing over it is better. Not really. It's just, I mean, she was talking to me, like literally like talking to me like, I know what you're going through. Like I was was tired and whatever. But then I started thinking about like my friends with one kid that's like two years old or older now mm-hmm. and they didn't have a younger sibling and how well behaved they are. And I realized that there's there's probably a big difference between, like, where Bo's at at, you know, just turning two years old and he has a younger sibling mm. and the behavior. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that made me feel a little bit better, too. I had never really thought about it like so that. So he's not clingy. He When we go somewhere, he's clingy to start. It takes him a little bit, and then he warms up and starts running around and stuff. Yeah. Like, even at my parents. Interesting. He'll hold on to my leg until... Like, I'll go get him, like, a chocolate milk or something, and then he finally will will just go wherever my dad goes or, or whoever takes him where he wants to go in the house. Right. So there's that. And, and he's a little clingy when we get to school in the morning, too, every morning. But it doesn't take him much to get out of it. I have a friend that has a child that's very clingy. Yeah. And, like, won't do anything without her. I feel like as a parent you can be too clingy to the kid also. There's no doubt about and that. That's, uh, I get really I hate, worried about that. I hate watching that. I get really worried with Melissa about that. Actually, this whole, like, refusing the bottle thing has really gotten me concerned about that. Like, you know, you have 
a baby that's literally had dozens and dozens and dozens of bottles and then all of a sudden one day says, no, I'm not taking this bottle. And I'm going, what the hell? This is ridiculous. You know, I, I just didn't, I didn't understand. I literally had to spend a half hour, like, you know, bouncing him up and down in my arms really gently and like doing all this shit to like, you know, get him to even take a bottle. And it's just like, what the fuck? So it's, I mean... I wonder if there's a portion of it that's like he's so attached to Melissa at this point. You know, she took a trip with him to California and she was with him for, you know, basically three and a half days, like by herself, nobody else around. You know, she's going to go to Florida. Granted, my in-laws will be there, so it won't be like constantly just her, him and Melissa. But I really get concerned about that because I don't want that to develop into like... I think you're still okay now because he's still. I mean, it's only five months. He really recognizes it, though, Eric. Like when I walk, when I walk away from him, it's one thing. When Melissa's holding him, puts him down, and walks away, it's a completely different thing. He like mm. wigs out differently for the two of us, and he's starting to understand commands too, which I freaking love because I'm like, "Hey, look over here," and he like looks, and I like that. <laughs> I think he's just following the sound. Hey, he knows what I'm talking hey, about. Look at this way towards my voice. No, I, I like I can use my <laughs> finger to do this. He knows. Okay. He knows commands. You don't believe me? Not really. Well, let's let our listeners weigh in on that. How? They can, uh, they can tweet at us. Because <laughs> we're on Twitter all the time. Yeah. Okay. Tweet us. We don't have a handle yet. We will have a handle by the end of the day. Sure. On a side note, do you know how many people I tell about CLE poops in any given week? Why? I don't know. I just think it's one of the funniest things. Like it needs to be brought back. I still have the handle. I just don't use it. Yeah, it should it should be brought back. And I inherited all the followers on my bearded DJ thing. I uh, I went to Wild Mango. This Wild Mango is great. Um, the oh, they have in, a new one, they right? They have a new one in Legacy, and um, it's very interesting. Mm. I feel like they spent like a million dollars on the renovations, or more. All custom chairs, all custom tables, all custom benches. The whole interior is immaculate. Which building did they go in? Stir Crazy. It's across oh, from yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Brio. And I'll tell you, it was an hour. Well, it was 52 minutes before we had service at our table. We sat at our table for 52 minutes before anybody came over. Probably would have left. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't leave. We got we got pretty close. We just had cocktails and then left. We were planning on eating dinner, but anyway, our listeners don't care about this. You can cut all that. Um, what else, Eric? I mean, I feel like that's that's a lot of new stuff. That's yeah, I didn't, of, I didn't really like have anything else stuff. to talk about. Oh, well, um, I like... Uh, one last thing, and that is uh, for, I don't know, how long has it been? Five months. Um, we've been dealing with the fact that, like, we have really large windows in our house. And there's these curtains, and they go almost to the end of the ground. Yeah. And forever, Mateo has woken up, like, whenever a car drives down the street and the lights come underneath. Now we switched the curtains and it's completely black in there. Like at nighttime, you cannot see anything. 
right? There's no nightlight. There's no anything. And he sleeps like an absolute, like, angel. He sleeps when there's light coming through the window? He doesn't sleep when there's light. He, like, wakes up. Oh, that's up. what I... Yeah, sorry. That's crazy. Yeah. He, like, he's really sensitive to the whole light thing. Huh. Anyway, just a pro tip. If your baby's having trouble sleeping, make it darker. See if it helps. Interesting. Well, that's kind of that. Um, I do have a a a book suggestion, you unless do? you have anything else to talk about. No, let's get to the book suggestion. Okay, hold on. Book suggestion. That was so official. I really love it. This uh, this book is called um, "What Should Danny Do?" The Power to Choose series. Uh, this is actually nine stories in one, and um, it's a pretty cool book. Not gonna lie, I am. Um, I'm really starting to be conscious though of the fact that, um, for whatever reason, I don't like longer books when I'm trying to get him to go to bed. I want to get in and out. Yeah, no, the longer books are shelved. Yeah. Still. Yeah. What do you do with them? They just sit there. Yeah. I, that's just like, I don't know. I feel like with children's books, it should be something that like most parents, I feel like, use these books for like bed. Don't you feel like? Yeah. And I, I know you have like a <clears throat> like a bedtime routine. Yeah. We have really struggled with doing that, so we don't sit down and read with them, even though we definitely should be. Yeah. But it's really tough, like, especially on these longer stories. Yeah, and having a two-year-old that already has, like, focusing issues, like, he, he's just not interested. Like, he won't sit there. So it's got to be the shortest book you can find with, like, big pictures of animals or something. Yeah. I I am a fan of the. Um, there was one book. I mean, I, with a five year, five month old, it should be like if you want to sit there and read a long one, you can sit there and read a long yeah, one. Yeah, they're, they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but they kind of get fussy still, you know, when they're like disinterested. Yeah. I read a book that was literally like five rhymes this week, and then that was the end of the book. It's pretty dope. You would think it was really kind of almost too boring, but in any case. Um, everybody should check out uh, What Should Danny Do, um, written by uh, Adir Levy and um, Gannett Levy. Uh, pretty pretty cool book, and um, you can get that on Amazon. It's $13. Or if you're Eric, you can get it at Half Price Books. I don't go to Half Price Books, go to Ollie's. Oh. Well, in any case. Uh, with that said, I think that pretty much wraps us up on our weekly update. What are you looking for? Just waiting on you. I'm I'm done. Well done. Okay. What? You know, you say something at the end of every podcast, right? Yeah. No, I I didn't know if you were waiting for me to to sign us out. Go right ahead. Oh, okay, cool. Well, as you all know, Eric is a wonderful person, and we love him. And it's his birthday today, so wish him a happy birthday it's on not, Instagram. It's not my birthday. Uh, anyway, be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye.